Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are. उम्मीदों की निकहत बहारे मुजसम बहारे मुजसम न रक्सो तरब है न लहू लाइब है न रक्सो तरब है न लहू लाइब है ये शादी है पुर रोनको रश के आलम ये शादी है पुर रोनको रश के आलम निका अकदे मसनो दुखे दिल का मरहम निका अकदे मसनो दुखे दिल का मरहम ये फरमा गए السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم It's a beautiful morning here in Lanasia I see the rain stopped but alhamdulillah alhamdulillah there's a lot of places are, uh, that are actually showing that uh, the rain is actually doing damages so uh, we don't know how true is it I I I I I I've seen the messages this morning so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all those out there inshallah amen that's why mufti sab always teaches us that beautiful dua allahumma hawalaina la alaina we should always recite that dua uh, when uh, the rain comes down Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name of course my beloved engineer is brother Tobella on this beautiful Wednesday morning on uh, our program the bliss of marriage i want to welcome the listeners of Sirius FM Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company and uh, i want to welcome the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba uh, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jamaa remember our whatsapp number is 084786 3132 084786 uh, international overseas listeners plus 2784 Uh, 7863132 well today is uh, the 19th of jumad al-ula 1444 uh, the nasheed the nasheed uh, let's welcome our beloved fadilatul ustad on this early mashallah wednesday morning ustad welcome to the bliss of marriage assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh ustad wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh barakallahu feekum wa arafat jazakallahu khairan And listener says, honorable, respected Mufti Saab, is it permissible for a mother to give other people and her nieces, etc., more importance over her own child? I would like to remain anonymous. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasoolihil kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Any issue you want to discuss, our first point of reference must be the noble Qur'an, and thereafter the sunnah mubarakah, the teaching, preaching of the master, Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, The Quran Sharif teaches us Surah 66 verse 6 Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu qū anfusakum wa ahlīkum nārā that save yourself O you who believe save yourself and your children and your family from the fire so it shows that the first emphasis should be first and foremost husband wife they should have a joint strategy not that they are having rows and ructions the whole time second one then comes the children then grandchildren then you go towards sideways your nephews and nieces and so forth Second one, when we study the Surah Al-Shu'ara, chapter number 26 of the Noble Qur'an, and verse number 214, chapter 26, verse 214, Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, addressing Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
وَأَنذِرْ عَشِيرَتَكَ الْأَقْرَبِينَ Did you, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, warn with love. Nadir, anzir means التخويف مع المحبة to warn with love and compassion. So warn them who your family members الأقربين on the law of nearest for nearest. So it means the law of proximity, the law of nearness, like how in inheritance, so similarly yeah also so if what you are saying is correct what that mother is doing islamically totally incorrect she is neglecting and she is shirking her responsibilities as far as the children goes and poking her nose right into other people's matters other family members and so forth so i gave you two quranic verses chapter 66 and verse 6 and chapter 26 surah to shuara and verse 2 214 and also to ahadith mubarakah teaching preaching of the master habibuna sallallahu alaihi wasallam the hadith is in bukhari sharif kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'ulun an that every one of you is a shepherd and you will be questioned regarding your flock so the nearer they are to you the more responsible you must be to them and guide them and give them directives Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us we're 1400 years ago and more why we are failing why are Muslim parents failing why are non-Muslim parents failing why is humanity failing because we have placed so much emphasis on material things A, B, C you know the letter C now take the letter C we call this the C syndrome when the baby is born, born, now we want to give them the clothing, best clothing. The baby grows up, then we want to give them cash. They grow up more, we want to give them cell phones and CDs. They grow up more, we want to give them computers. Then we want to give them cars. So every C we gave them, but the greatest C we deprived them. Ma nah Nabi hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. Ma nahala walidun nahlan ahsana min adabin hasan. The greatest gift, O father, mother, you can give your children is good character, good manners, and so forth. Let us be honest today. Parents are not interested in this. They more interested in the World Cup. They more interested in Hollywood, Bollywood, Robin Hood. All the satanic activities consume their time. That which makes a nation, that is what they consider to be backward, orthodox, and out of fashion. We must do what the West tells us to do, because in the mind of majority Muslims today, the West is the best and white is right, and that is an idiot's ideology and philosophy of life. For us as Muslims, the Quran Sharif is the best, the Sunnah Mubarakah is the best, the lives of Sahaba and Awliyaullah is the best. So that is what we should be doing, and regarding the laws of jurisprudence and fiqh and halal haram, we must follow the four schools of thought of jurisprudence so that is the way of success and the path of success there's a mother wants to know Ustad, that her daughter has a very beautiful voice she reads beautiful quran and she recites beautiful nuts in the sheets can she recite in a ladies gathering only but many people have cell phones and record so would it be permissible Ustad? not permissible because of three reasons one reason you mentioned people today will record people will take photos people will take all this then they will put it on the facebook instagram and it will go viral and how many thousand men will be hearing that so that is all fitna today see Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked, Ayyul hajji afdal ya Rasulullah. Which hajj is the best? He Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-ajju wa sajju. Al-ajju, raise your voices. Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. Labbaik la sharika laka labbaik. Inna alhamda wa ni'mata laka wal mulk la sharika laka. That's for the men. We have to raise our voices. But there's ijma and consensus. The women will not raise their voices. They will read it softly, but not loudly like the men. 
وَسَجُّ إِرَاقَةُ الدَّمْ You have to slaughter the animal, the hadi, more so if you are performing tamattu, hajj, qiran, hajj, what our people call dhamme shukar. So it shows the hadith is authentic in Tirmidhi Sharif. So therefore, for you and your daughter to do that is not permissible. Then second one, 90% of the time, she will be tuning it up because the ladies will be saying, wah, wah, shabash, shabash, shabash kalandar char number, so all this so it's all done for ya and wasum'a to impress the eyes of people to impress the ears of people and then the capitalism will come into it come let me start selling my CDs let me start selling my recordings let me start going on the TV and so forth and so on so since when all these type of things can be justified and permissible so remember that a woman's voice is not aura the fatwa is the woman's voice is not aura. Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahimahullah has written this clearly in his work Ahkamul Quran, Ma'ariful Quran, Ahkamul Quran is in Arabic which I have. And remember, but at the same time, for a woman to use a voice in a seductive manner and in a manner that will attract people and more so the man that is haram, go open the beginning of the 22nd Jews, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala addressing the Azwaj Mutwaharat, the honorable wives of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Fala Takhdana Bil Kaul, Fayatma Alladifi Kalbihi Marad, Wakulna Kaulam Ma'rufa. You, O wives of Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you are not like any other lady, so you must not now speak in a soft tone. And so it's not mean they were doing that it's a directive to them because the people who have illness sickness hypocrisy in their hearts they will start getting ideas so speak in a firm manner chapter 33 suratul ahzab verse number 32 so there you have it clearly in the light of quran sharif and sunnah mubaraka yes she wants to read to her <coughs> brothers to her parents and so forth and all lot so she wants to read in the house and mallam yataghanna bil quran falaysa minna people who don't read the quran sharif in a melodious voice beautiful voice they're not of us but we must see where we are reading also oh, woman's voice many a time can become a big fitna also and therefore even in salat at tasbih lirijal the imam makes a mistake so what must the muqtadi the men say subhanallah alhamdulillah was like that and the women must take the right hand for example and hit the left hand the knuckles and your the 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 hand the hand but not the clapping hands the other side so the side of the knuckles you hit there so that the imam you're drawing the attention that you made a mistake and so forth so open mishka sharif mustada ahmed inna tasbih rijal what tasfiq nisa to show that the woman's voice cannot be just used everywhere, anywhere in public. Hmm. I see that uh, accountant sister says that uh, uh, Sahabiyat as well, Mufti Sahab, uh, didn't they recite Quran? And she says that what about all the other sisters that comes on video clubs giving da'wah? I totally disagree with you, Ustad. We don't have to worry about you, whether you agree, don't agree. Our function is not what you think. Your opinions are not worth the paper on which is written. Mm. We follow Quran Sharif. We follow Sunnah Mubarakah. Since when for women to come on TV and all that is permissible, and then the men are looking at them. So both parties are cursed according to Quran. Quran Sharif and Sunnah. Quran Sharif says Surah 24, verse number 30-31. Almighty Allah mentions it in both ways, both genders. Surah 24, verse 30. Tell the believing man they must lower their gazes and protect their private part. This is direct command from Allah. So now when Fatima, Zainab, Aisha, Jamila coming on TV and now the men you think they're going to lower their gazes and then they doll themselves up mm. 
You know how much makeup they put. You know how they want to look attractive. It's permissible all this. Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, إِذَا خَرَجَتِ الْمَرْآةِ When a woman leaves her home, وَإِيَ مُتَعَتِّرَةِ And she applies makeup, perfume and all that. فَمَرَّتْ بِمَجْلِسِ كَذَا وَكَذَا And a man can see her. فَيَّزَانِيَا She's an adulteress. It's authentic sahih hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. When you want to speak, you don't come speak with emotions. All you talking is more nonsense than anything else. <laughs> when you speak, you must speak from Quran and you must speak from Sunnah. You must speak from Sahaba. Not your nonsense on TV and internet and all that. And then Quran Sharif speaks about Surah 24 verse 31. <laughs> Tell the believing women that they must lower their gazes. <laughs> so today the Molvisabs, the Molanas, and the Sheikhs and Imam and Muftis. Mufatiyas, what Muftis? So they're coming on A and so forth. They're collecting wages. Do you see how their beards look? They trim it and cut it most of the time to look attractive and smart on TV. How they sit there, they want to show that they got the new watch on. They got the new pen. They got the new kurta. And so these are actors, TV actors, not scholars. They're scholars for dollars. They sold the deen. They are the same people who closed the masajid in South Africa, went to court as friends of the court and so forth. They are the same people. They can't even say publicly that the Shias are kuffar and so forth. So where are you coming with these people here? So you must remember they are the sellouts and traitors to Islam. Allahu Akbar. So Ustad, my wife is a revert. If her mother passes away, can we attend the funeral, Ustad? Remember that regarding the previous question, Habibuna sallallahu hadith mentioned there in Ibn Majah and in Mishkat Sharif, when you see in the one on TV, the opposite gender, nazir wal manzur the men who look at the women, both parties get cursed. The women who look at the men, both parties get cursed. So what more we want then? So we should be very clear. In Islam, you must remember, Muslims can only attend the funerals of Muslim. Any person, kainan mankan, whoever it is, it can be parents, it can be children, it can be siblings, whoever, if they died as non-Muslims, then it's absolutely haram to go and attend the janazah. Chapter 9, Surah Tawbah, verse 84. O Muslim, you're not allowed to go and pray for any non-Muslim when he or she dies. And you can't go stand by the grave. So to go to the funeral prayer, to go to the memorial service, to go to the cemetery, all that totally haram. Again, you will find the scholars for dollars, those who are bootlicking the politicians and governments, they will be there. Remember, people die as murtad. They're promoting gay business. So they will say, no, they're Muslim. And they go read their Salatul Janaza. Then they go bury them, some of them, in a non-Muslim graveyard. So all this here is just to carry favor with people. So in Islam, absolutely haram. You can't go pray for a non-Muslim, even if they are parents, they are your children or siblings. You can't even go to the cemetery. You can't go to the memorial service. Yes, everything is done and dusted. Then you go to the family and you offer your condolences. You sympathize with them. So that is fine. Or you just send them an email, an SMS or a WhatsApp and you send them a message. But you can't say... R.I.P. Rest in peace. You can't say Allah give paradise and Jannatul Firdos. You can just say yes, you know, for the family that you must be feeling very, very sad and so forth. That's words you can use. <laughs> so we need to be careful which type of words we use as well. So I see the father says that, can my daughter refuse who I choose for her for marriage? I know he is well off. He's not so dindar, but he will look after her. I made his tikhara mufti. The tikhara came out positive as a father. If she doesn't re- refuse this marriage, I won't bless her. I won't give her my blessings to start. 
Remember that in Islam, there's no such thing that other people must make your istikhara and so forth. This never happened in Sahaba's time that they encountered a problem and they told Nabi alayhi salatu salam, Oh, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhum ajma'in, that or any eminent illustrious Sahabi, senior companion, you make my istikhara. Everybody did their own. So that is one issue. We are not saying for somebody else to make the istikhara is not permissible. We will say it's permissible, but not sunnah. Sunnah is like medication. You are ill, you are sick, you must take the medication. You don't tell your son he must go take the injection. You don't tell your daughter she must drink the tablet and so forth. So similarly, yeah, now you are in a quandary, in a dilemma. You want to make right this decision, that decision. You got two, three, four alternatives. So he or she, the person involved, they must make the istikhara. So ma'akhaba man istikhara. When you make istikhara, then you will not be a failure. Wala nadima man istashara. And then you won't have regret when you make mashura and you have consultation. The hadith mentioned by Allama Sakhawi rahimahullah in Al Maqasidul Hasana. So that's one side. Two is you must remember you cannot impose upon your daughter that she must marry so and so and so and so because you want it so and your intention is already tainted and polluted. You're not looking at the piety. Look at your question, your own words. You say the person is not pious, but is very wealthy. So what is your criteria? Your criteria is the mal, is the wealth. And now you want to impose upon your daughter that she must get married to ABC person. But your choice is already that polluted and it's already not sincere. You're just looking at the wealth, which Islam says is the wrong criteria you are using. Hadith, if you want reference, open Sunan Nasai. A father like you, like you don't mean now it is Sahabi is like us, but it's like a father, we're giving Tashbih, similarity, you are a father, so he is a father. That is the Tashbih, the similarity we're giving. So he got his daughter like he wanted, she must get married to ABC. That's the word mentioned in Sunan Nasai. But she disliked it. She was not interested in getting married to this person here. The father said, no, you must get married and so forth and so on. She went to Mustafa and she's Aqila, Baliga, Sain, Mature. So she went to the master, Rahmatulil Alameen, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and said, that my father wants, I must get married to this and this, but I'm not happy, I'm not pleased about it. Habibuna Sallallahu he don't have that right. He don't have that right to do that and impose upon you. And he can suggest, he can say, but he can't impose upon you. Look at how intelligent this lady was. These are Sahabiyah. These are companion students of the Master. Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, she went back to the ladies and said, if your father imposes upon you and you don't like that so-called husband or son-in-law your father wants and so forth, you don't have to listen to your father in that case and so forth. That is hukukun nisa, the rights for women and so forth. Let me just digress for a moment. Let me show you the Western world and what hypocrites they are and what haramis they are. That's the right word and the app word to use. And if you don't understand what is haramis, then it means a bee, or a big bee. Remember that. I give you three examples. And it's all related, you must remember. If you study Germany, Germany, go study, then you will find it, the independent newspapers and that carried the article. In Germany, you can commit incest. How you commit incest? That the father can give his sperm and his semen to his daughter. The brother can give his sperm and semen to his sister and so forth and so on. So it's like donating, right? And then she can use it and have a child, surrogate child or whatever they want to and so forth. So that according to German law is permissible. Now I'm asking you, can that type of incest ever be permissible? Never. But that is their so-called modern society, one. 
But in the same German law says, if the father sleeps with his daughter, physically committing incest, that is a crime. If the brother sleeps with his sister, so that physically is a crime, physically, then that's a crime, and so forth. You see how they do. So, And then there's a note there at the bottom that this law is outdated, you see. So remember this, so that is where they are going. First, they changed the definition of marriage. Marriage from time immemorial was Adam and Eve. So now they changed it and said, no, it's person to person. Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve, Madam and Eve. This is the Western society. This is where the Shaitan, the Dajjal, the Antichrist agents are taking humanity. These are the Satans and these are the children of Lucifer. So that's number one. Just last night, Biden gave a big speech. We must not have hatred. And there will be no hatred, you must remember, for the gays, the homos, the homosexual. You must not have hatred for a transgender. And you must not have hatred, anti-Semite, and so forth. So I posed one question only this morning. And I said, Biden, Sleepy Joe, come, I ask you this question. You speaking about there must be no hatred in America. But aren't you fermenting the hatred there in Palestine, okay? Palestine by supporting the Israeli Nazi terrorist regime and occupiers who are stealing more and more land, murdering more and more people, innocent people, baby killers. You murdered the Israeli government and their defense force and police and what have you. More than 50 children alone in this year. And then you got the biggest prison there in Gaza for more than 15, 16 years now. So, and that you come and tell me about hatred when you are the biggest people to support them so it's a shame and disgrace you must remember then the next one is transgender Almighty Allah created you you must remember as Eve now they want to become Steve then Steve wants to become Eve what a shame and disgrace for the Pakistani government, Choroki Hukumat. That is what Imran Khan calls them, the government of crooks. You must remember, imported government. They Each one was given million, million, and so forth, bribery by the West, and then they had vote of no confidence. They kicked Imran out, and now they have to dance to the tune. They said, no, you must allow transgender. And then they allowed the film and all that as well to go through transgender. So how can ever humanity progress and have a dynamic society when you have your family values eroded and totally demolished and abolished all by these Westerners, these Haramis, you must remember that. So Islam, so you, my sister, you, my brother, father, that I just wanted to show you that how the Western politicians, governments are taking their own people and sending them to Jahannam and to hellfire they themselves will land up there so you my brother so that is now look at how intelligent the sahabiya was she went to the woman and said you can take the mashura and the consultation suggestion from your father but if he imposes upon you he doesn't have the right that is she showed the women what is the rights of women islamically yeah. then she said that fine now i want the duas of my parents and so forth i will marry this person here and so forth authentic hadith in sunan nasai so for you sister my advice to you if you are not happy you don't want to get married you don't have to listen to your father regarding that issue remember that and your father's intention is also tainted he's just looking at the mal and the wealth and the assets and so forth he's not looking nothing at the character the belief structure that man can be a shia can be a qadiani can be agahani can be a person whose beliefs the father is not interested as long as the dollars is there the pesa is there the money is there whether it's under the matras or whether it's inside the bank or in the pala pala or wherever so therefore your father's suggestion is totally wrong then father your threat after that you say that you will not bless her marriage 
So you disqualified already as a wali. Islamically, you already disqualified. If she gets married next year and she rejected this year and she took the permission of her uncle, her father's brother, her chacha, her kaka, her am in Arabic, her brother, her nikah is valid because you already disqualified. You are not there for the welfare of your daughter. You are there for the money only. So you must understand what Islam is teaching. Because a young someone wants to know who starts that uh, can i <clears throat> can i go see multiple girls ladies for for proposals before i make my own choice i've seen already 11 i'm only 29 years old to start you're only 29 just now you'll become a past six my brother so you <laughs> must remember that 11 the world cup is ending already and you saw 11 girls so what you want to go see 25 girls or what and mm. so forth so you can't go see more and more girls and play with them mm. no i want the specification she's not five feet seven tall, no she don't have green eyes no she don't have brown hair no she's too fat, no she's too thin, are you perfect brother so you're 29 years old already and more and more you're delaying next year you're 30 years old so what you're doing is haram and not permissible, you must lower your specifications and expectations and look at piety and everything else is secondary that is what Islam teaches us, Islam teaches us tun kahul mar'a li arba'in that remember a woman you get married to her for four reasons, limaliha one is for the wealth, wali for her beauty and which strata of society she belongs to that she's not she's a famous family so I'm a non-entity I'll marry there I'll get famous so people have all crazy and sinister motives look at the belief structure look at the character look at the piety and all that you will be a hundred percent successful he habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah said when you give the deen the piety aspect and the belief aspect you give that preference and the character then you will be 100% successful with the grace and mercy of Allah in this world and hereafter you don't do that like that uncle there he's looking only at the wealth or you look at the Jamal the mm. Mal and Jamal Mal is the wealth Jamal is the beauty then remember Thus, that taribat yadak, taribat yadak, may you put your hands in the sand and you keep on rubbing it. Authentic hadith, open Mishkat Mustad Ahmed. So meaning, then you're inviting trouble and then when things turn sour and things go, you know, stale in a marriage, then you start wondering what went wrong. Quran Sharif teaches us, وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِمْ مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ Whatever calamities befall you is because of your own deeds and your own actions. Hmm. I see there's a sister who starts saying that, uh, I say never marry a man who can't support you. Your marriage won't last long. I've got qualifications. I'm a bank manager, Ustad. There, there are three issues. In Islam, if you take a lady, in fact, I sent out something today, very uh-huh. similar. In Islam, when a baby girl is born, like Hafiz Muhsin Randeri, mashallah, my close friend and my very good buddy, let's call him that. So now his wife gave birth, mashallah, on Monday to a baby girl, right? A daughter. So from the day she's born till the day she gets married in Islam, everything that is there, her medication, her boarding, her lodging, her eating, her drinking, her expenses, clothing, all is on the father till she gets married from the time she gets married then till the time she dies all the expenses are remembered by the this thing husband so in islam from the womb to the tomb from the cradle to the grave the woman is receiving receiving so that's exactly what Islam teaches. But your profession, that you are a bank manager, you're working in a bank, so that is interest. That is absolutely haram. Every cent of your income is haram. Quran Sharif teaches us interest is haram. And today's capitalistic system and banks and all of them, their lifeline is interest. Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verses 275 to 279. And all might tell Allah has mentioned clearly 
chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, verses 275 to 279, وَأَحَلَّ اللَّهُ الْبَيْعَ That all Allah has made business permissible and riba interest haram. But you don't want to listen, you still continue. Surah 2, chapter 2, verse 279, You don't want to listen, O Muslim, male, female, then be prepared for a war against Almighty Allah Jalla Wala and Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Hadith. The one Al-Mu'ti, Al-Akhid, Al-Katib, Al-Shahid, Kulluhum Sawah. That whether you are the giver, whether you are the taker, whether you are the witness to that contract, to that transaction, or whether you are the scribe and you're writing down. So all of them are accomplished in this crime and they equal waging war against Almighty Allah and Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So first Quran, then Sunnah, then Sahaba, Radiallahu Anhum Ajma'in, Sayyidina Umar Radiallahu Ta'ala Anhu used to say, we used to abstain from riba, interest, and anything that looked like that. Today, go open Muslim Ahmad and so forth. You will find these things there of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu So now the message is people, scholars, and so forth, Sharia compliant, they want to legalize riba and interest to the back door. So that is what we're complaining. Sister, to you, I don't know who you are and what you do and if you're married or not, but I'll tell you this much, that the way you pose that question, I feel very sorry for your husband because you <laughs> will tell him that who are you? You're a non-entity. Me, I'm getting 100,000, 500,000 rent wages and so forth and perks and all these type of things. So therefore, Islam says, for the women to go and work every day, look at from A to Z how many haram. You have to dress in a specific manner. You have to do this. You have to interact with men. End of the year, they will have a big jaw and a party. Mm. And they will say Christmas party. Just yesterday, one brother told me that they're having a big party. And they say, we must come. I told him, it's haram for you. Today, he replied. He must have replied last night, but I saw the message today. He said, I didn't attend. I said, alhamdulillah. Go read two rakat salat to shukr. But when you in manage real post and you are in this big shot then New Year's party so what you doing you're just trampling 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 <laughs> the Sharia and then we're trying to justify it and say what a great woman I, I, I am you just fool yourself remember that Islamically is a great disservice it's <laughs> not a service Allahu Akbar subhanallah subhanallah she says she's not married Ustad and she's 39 years old and she says she's very independent Ustad uh, that's the thing you must remember very independent with haram money so mm. that is the thing so that is what I'm saying well it's uh, 18 minutes to 12 we go for an interval and we'll come back inshallah we will continue with the bliss of marriage stay tuned Marcus Sahaba online radio serving you wherever you are Marcus Sahaba online radio serving you wherever you are somebody says Ustad how are you Ustad hope you well honorable Mufti Sahab a girl is breastfeeding her baby and has enough milk the husband wants her to also feed the baby with a supplement he says that she is dieting and that it will have an effect on the baby she insists that she has enough milk what must the girl do in this state case please advise it is creating a marital problem Ustad Remember that husband, wife, Allah, Jalla Wala, bless you with a wonderful child, handsome boy, attractive, beautiful daughter. That should be a source of happiness for both of you, not a cause of, you know, you're having marital dispute and so forth. Now you, husband, what is wrong with you? So you must remember, you go ask any doctor, you go ask any specialist. I'm not speaking about you go and ask a quack now. Mm -hmm. So remember, the best thing for your child is the mother's milk. Remember that, that the best and the most nutritionist for her and for the child, the baby girl or baby boy. So you must not tell her she must use supplements and that is wrong on your part, the husband, the father of the child. So, and she has sufficient milk and so forth. 
thoughts. So you sister on that score, you don't listen to your husband and you practice on what the Sharia states. You feed, you breastfeed your child and the maximum period for breastfeeding is two lunar years and that is the best. And yes, that after both of you reach an agreement, you want to wean the baby. Now you don't want to breastfeed. That's different. But now currently you keep on breastfeeding the baby and don't use supplements and your husband go back now. Don't try and push your agenda for your hidden agenda. You worried your wife is looking so big now. No more slum and trum and all that. So in your mind you got it that if she keeps on breastfeeding she'll blow up more and more and shaitan is bringing all these thoughts in your mind and then she won't look so more attractive and so forth. So if she stops breastfeeding or she decreases the breastfeeding and uses supplements then she'll be back slim and trim all this is you was visufi sudur in nas minal jinnati wan nas this is the waswasa the whisperings of shaitan my brother our mothers gave birth to us we five children my mother-in-law gave birth to eleven children and so forth so remember from time immemorial the best is, and me, I went over two years, maybe two and a half years, you know, and so forth. So my mother said, me, I don't want to leave at all. So, you know, when I had to grow up, I used to ask a lot of questions and this type of things there. So it was like the joke in our family that this guy, he don't want to leave his mother, like you see. So don't ever do that. We must have that special bond with our beloved mother, remember this. So you go two years, that's 100%. You want to go two and a half years, the ulama say no, two years maximum but Imam Abu Hanifa was a genius he said yesterday you were breastfeeding and today you just stop it will be very difficult, you know certain children, so if you go to 30 months, two and a half years so that also gunjaish here it can be acceptable so he uses that, only Imam Abu Hanifa Shafi'is, Maliki's Hanbali's, Imam Abu Hanifa as two greatest students Imam Abu Yusuf Imam Muhammad they all say two years he alone says two and a half years and that is the rationale and wisdom for that so yeah you sister don't listen to your husband there is no obedience to any creation whether it's husband father or king or ruler when it leads to a sin against the creator so good question and many listeners will benefit from that and keep on reading you father mother for your beloved flower and bundle of joy surah 46 chapter 46 verse number 1515 ya Allah bring about reform bring about piety bring about goodness in our progeny in our children subhanallah subhanallah who said listen to this one you said uh, I'm a Salafi uh, let's leave that out, Mufti Sab. Uh, my daughter is married now. Uh, the boy said he wants to divorce her because he's a Hanafi. And he said, Mufti A.K. said must divorce her because Aqidah is different. I'm going to take this boy to court. Challenge me, Mufti A.K. Ustad. Everybody will use our name. You didn't see just now what the lady said. She said, Mufti A.K., you must lash these husbands and you must give them. But we have to be fair. Mm. So we don't know what that lady, what that lady said. People just use my name. And you know, sometime I tell my Ustad, Hazrat Mufti Rizal Haksab, mm-hmm. I say, Hazrat, you know what? That people, they use our names. So Hazrat tells me that how many times people use his name and say that this fatwa, this fatwa. So Hazrat tells me, you know, he say, Hamare farishte ko bhi pate nahi, lekin in logo ne aise ura diya. <laughs> Our angels who are writing our actions, they don't even know about this, but people will just attribute it now. So this guy, yeah, he don't like you, or he don't like your daughter, his current wife. So now just bring Mufti AK and say, yeah, Mufti AK said like this. So ask him, where's the proof for all these type of things? And if I said it also hypothetically, he must show you the question and so forth and so on. So if you, my brother, we're leaving that portion out, that you are Salafi Mm. and whatever. So let's say, I'm saying now, 
that your daughter insists that she's not going to read 20 rakats tarawi, she's going to read 8 rakats tarawi. Your daughter insists she's not going to make wudu, remember, on her fe- uh, feet, or she's not going to make masa on the hufain, on the leather socks or synthetic. She will just make masa on the normal socks or stockings and all, which are not permissible, according to Imma Arba'a. Or she says you must remember that nobody can read Quran for the deceased and so forth so every day there will be tension conflict between husband and wife and so forth now when the children grow up husband will say ABC the mother will say XYZ and so forth so both the parties are to blame here if you are Salafi you knew your son-in-law is Hanafi so why did you give your daughter there Mm. ask yourself that question no sense coming now on air and saying I'm to take him to court and I'm to do this think properly brother just rewind a little bit I'm asking you a simple question how you say you Salafi I'm asking you did you not know that your son-in-law is Hanafi Obviously, you knew that. And still you gave your daughter. So if I am the judge, I'll ask you who's to blame. You are to blame. So don't come with your big, big talk here. We will go to court and us and us and all this. It's not going to help. You know what Quran says. وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ مُصِيبَتِينَ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ And when calamities come, it's because of your own deeds and your own actions. See, you, Salafi, I don't know you. I don't know your daughter. I don't know your son-in-law. But as a brother, I think I'm much elder than you in age also. As a brother, I'm giving you advice. Take all that pride and arrogance of yours out. Tell your daughter, leave all your Salafi business, what you learned from me, and follow your husband and become Hanafi and live happily ever after. Hmm. Simple solution. But you see, when you want to push your agenda, tell him this, tell him this. So always there'll be rows and ructions. You can't have harmony in the house. What will I'm asking you a second question. What will happen when these children, she will say ABC, he will say XYZ. So which kind of home will that be? Every day the children are seeing the parents are fighting and so forth. So instead of building the confidence of the children, you're destroying the masum children, self-confidence. Think about it seriously. As a brother, I'm giving you advice. So you want to save the home, isn't <laughs> All that big talk of yours, of course, is all waste of time, all that. So I'm telling you, tell your daughter, just follow your husband and don't come tell me stories and you just stay in that house. <laughs> Problem solved. But sometimes we adopt the slogan of shaitan. Ana khayrumin. Me, I'm a Salafi. I'm going to sort out this Hanafi. And I'm going to do this. And that's what you're doing. It is a manifestation of pride and arrogance and not solving the problem, but rather creating more problems. Think properly, brother. Spot on, Ustad. Spot on. He says, you're not getting my point. This is my daughter's marriage, and she will never change to be a Hanafi. She's very learned, Ustad. Ah, very learned. You're also very learned. You never knew your son-in-law is Hanafi. <laughs> For what you gave your daughter to a Hanafi? Think of that question. Simple question. You want to talk of judge. The judge will ask you, didn't you know your son-in-law is Hanafi? <laughs> you're very learned. She's very learned. So what you want to get married to the Hanafi? You see how jahalat you'll talk. Talk about nonsense if you ask me. I was not happy when I first got married with uh, dear Muftisab. Even though I was married with my parents' happiness, things were not rosy. But my parents advised me to hang in there uh, due to my husband's deed. And I listened. And today, a year later, I am happy. Alhamdulillah. So Muftisab, your advice on working it out, spot on. Ustad. 100% is not my advice, sister. All this comes from Quran Sharif. All this comes from Sunnah Mubarakah. All this comes from Sahaba and so forth and Uliyaullah. So see, wa min ayatihi an khalaqa lakum min anfusikum azwaja. It is the sign and the symbol of Almighty Allah. Allah created for you from your own species, your own kind. You must get married there. Adam and Eve, that's all Islam teaches. All the shaitania that's going on, every interview today, they will speak about LGBT, what you say about gay business, and what you say about homosexuality. We must say homosexuality is punishable by death. Finished. End of the story. End of discussion. 
There is no place for it in Islam. There is no place for it in Judaism. There is no place for it. You see, in Israel, they made the one uh, rabbi. Mm-hmm. He is a deputy minister. He said, all this gay business, totally haram, not permissible. Gay pride and all this homosexual marching, we're going to put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. This is now yesterday's news. And you can go to Haaretz and then see it what they wrote there. So the point I'm making, you ask any person who's connected to religion, they will tell you marriage is Adam and Eve. There's no Adam and Steve business. There's no Adam and Eve. All this is the slogan of Shaitan and Satan. So Allah Ta'ala made for us our own species. And خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ إِلَيَا The first thing that must happen in a marriage, you have sukoon, you have peace. You embrace your wife, then you have that comfort. Your wife embraces you, shall she discomfort. Then Allah says, وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً And remember, Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, will bring the love. It's not the non-Muslim style that, oh, my darling, my girlfriend, my mistress, I love you. And then they make tribal and all that, you understand? Then the baby is also born maybe. Then they get married and after one year is divorced. You can see what's happening in the world. Mm. Islam got a sequence. First, there will be sukoon. Mm-hmm. You're going to adjust to one another. And then, you particular, meticulous with your salat and so forth. Then the love will come. Now you're married like us, 30, 40, 50 years and all with Allah's help, Allah's mercy. Then it's not every day you have to tell your popi, your honey, that darling, I love you. So then it's Allah's mercy, Allah's mercy. Keep on begging Allah for His mercy. وَأَدَخِلْنَا فِي رَحْمَتِكْ وَأَنْتَ رَحْمُ الرَّحِمِينَ Ya Allah, include us in your special, special mercy. وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّحِمِينَ Whilst you, Ya Allah, you are the most merciful one to show mercy. So that is what Quran is teaching us. So always remember, start Think there will be some, you know, mm. niggling problems, what they call, you know, teething problems. So that is there. But you don't act on that. You become, inshallah, our intention is good. We want to lead a chaste life, pure life. Ya Allah, you the one. Ya wadudu, ya wadudu, ya wadudu. You create that love, ya Allah, and so forth. Then Allah brings everything. So life is a challenge and is a test also. There will be vicissitudes, ups and downs in life. Inshallah, everybody turn more and more to Allah. Amen. Okay, let me give you the rundown now. 12 o'clock news with Brother Suleiman Esop. Day after, remember, perfect our character, Mohana Suleiman Katani, 12 to 1. 1 o'clock will be the Zohar Azan, and then will be Surah in Shikak, verses 13 to 21. 1.30 to 2 from the archive, Surah Muhammad, that is chapter 47, verses 1 to 12. 2 to 3, comparative religion by Mohana Ubaqar Aku. He's the one who passed away and he's 34 years old. Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus, his children, all your team. Allah Ta'ala give them sabr, his wife also, the widow. Then 3 to 3.30 will be the repeat of this morning's Q&A. 3.35 to 4, importance of Tahajjud and Salat. So by Mohana Dawood Siddhat. 4 to 5, that will be Masjid Ki Ta'amir. That people who build Masajid and so forth in Urdu, Mufti Ahmad Khanpuri, 5 to 7, Moana Khalid Yaqub. So that will be, remember, that between 5 and 7. Seven and then seven to seven thirty will be Surah in Shikak and that will be that uh, repeat verses thirteen to twenty one and then seven thirty to eight will be more Yunus Patel Rahimullah's advices eight to ten Brother Shafaat and he will be with a medical file with Doctor Abdul Majid Khatmi and then nine to ten will be with Sheikh Shuaib Maida and Mo Salim Karim that is Brother Shafaat Barakallahu Fiq Salamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh. Assalamu rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Up next is the 12 o'clock news with Haji Suleiman Esop. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are.